This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome back to the WOMED fam. Jack and I are so, so excited because this is going to be a little bit of an extra special episode. Like we're releasing two episodes this week, but we have a very fun episode from Cheap Caribbean. Not sure if you have heard of them, but let me tell you a little bit. So Cheap Caribbean is an award-winning online travel site for true beach lovers. You know, D and I are true beach lovers. Searching for the best beach vacation deals to the Caribbean, Mexico, and Central America. Here's where it gets really cool. Cheap Caribbean has created an online club called the ER and R Club, where healthcare workers get exclusive deals and discounts on all-inclusive beach vacation packages. Jack, we haven't traveled together in a year, and I'm signing up now, even though you just went on an all-inclusive weekend getaway with Rocket Man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when healthcare workers sign up for the ENR and R Club, they get beach deals, upgrades, and packages straight to their inbox, and $150 off their next vacation. Wow. I know. So get your work pals together and we are crossing our fingers. All of your time off is approved for the same week and get ready for your vacay. Or if you want to take it with your fam, significant other and ghost your friends for a week, do that too. But this is going to be a really fun and outside the box episode for a WOMED fan. If it goes well, Jack and I might try to incorporate more of these episodes, but we will be hosting Valerie Mesa. She is Chief Caribbean's resident astrologer. She is trained in the stars and has a bachelor's in mass communications. She writes for Pop Sugar, Stylecaster, and Elite Daily. So we are so excited to see what y'all think of Jack and I digging in on, you know, some astrological, astro- astrological predictions. Astrological? In- <laughs> In our lives, in the world, we think this is, we think y'all are really going to love this episode. See, I know everyone is going to love this episode. All right, guys, we will catch you on the other side. Well, guys, this is going to be a really fun and kind of outside of the box episode for our WOMED family. But if it goes well, I think Jack and I might try to incorporate more of these fun episodes. But this week, we are hosting Valerie Mesa. She is Cheap Caribbean's resident astrologer, trained in the stars, and has a bachelor's in mass communications. She writes for all those really cool articles, you know, like Pop Sugar, Stylecaster, and Elite Daily. Valerie, welcome to the podcast. We are, we are so spiritual, woo-woo, we love it all. We can't wait to talk to you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm a big fan and I'm just so excited to be here with you guys. You know, I feel like even if you don't believe in like astrology or birth charts, like I know people still check it just to see, you know, just to see if it makes sense, just to see if it feels right for the day. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) it's always been kind of like put into the taboo topic bucket, Mm -hmm. but I Luckily, the way, you know, everything expands with time. And I think that it's become even more just bigger and bigger. I know that back in the 60s, there was like a big vibe 
um, mm-hmm. kind of died down. I think it started again, like 2016, it just boomed, which of course I have my astrological reasoning for that as well. <laughs> That's what we do as astrologers, we're always kind of just trying to find the resonance with like patterns and things that are happening in the world. But yeah, astrology is so interesting and people, you know, they say they don't like it, but then if they're into somebody, they'll be like, well, are they, are we compatible? Yeah. A lot of What's their questions. sign? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so curious, like how you got into astrology, because I've always been like, I've always been somewhat interested in it. I, but you know, it's funny. I feel like I never really identified with my sun sign until I got a little bit older and I didn't really identify or like really believe in the chart until I learned about my moon sign and my rising sign. Then I was like, oh wait, this totally makes sense. And I'm so excited to talk to you too, because I actually have an identical twin sister, but we're born on different days. Oh, and you're Gemini rising. Yes. Yes. Is it (laughs) so I'm like so excited to just like dive in. But I actually saw my twin sister today and I told her about that we were recording with you. She's a midwife, so she's like very much in the stars. She loves all of this. And she was like, You have to ask her about me and what she says about twins and all this. You guys aren't even gonna believe me when I talk. But two of the words that you just mentioned, I wrote here in my notes, because, you know, I prepared to kind of share with you guys what it is that I found. But like, we'll get into it. But like midwife um, and and sibling, I did notice that in, in your birth chart specifically, I was like, there's something here with a sibling. And I even thought about the twin thing, which is so funny. I have to, I have to say that out loud. I can't even keep it inside. I can't contain myself. I see our like, faces right now. I wish, I wish our audience could see our the faces. The synchronicity is, is wild. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so cool. Oh I my literally, god. I'm like I have this. I'll take a photo of it so you guys could see. It says sibling with a question mark because it literally stood out to me, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is so cool. I'm so excited. Michael Michael's gonna listen back to this one, like eat his words. He's like, Do you really believe in that stuff? I'm like, do you not? Like, I don't know. It's been around for years. Like, yeah. I think there's gotta be something to it. So it has. Yeah, it definitely has. I love to make non-believers believers, but I'm also totally open-minded and I don't like to let astrology run my life because I think fanaticism <laughs> is, you know, there's a fine line between being passionate and then letting it, because for instance, we're about to start Mercury retrograde. I'm not going to just stop mm-hmm. everything I'm doing and say, clip season is here, Mercury retrograde, don't move. No, we got to totally. keep going. So yeah. we got to keep the most of it. <laughs> So since this is a healthcare podcast and some of our people are very medical, science, evidence-based, what are some of those things, I guess, before we get started and dive into it, what are some of those things that you tell a skeptic? Like, how are some of the ways that maybe if you are skeptical, you can take a grain of salt with this and then try to incorporate it into your daily life? Well, I love that question because technically we're all made of stars. So that's what I tell. We're stardust. And that we're stardust because billions of years ago during, you know, the supernova, the explosion of stars, you know, most of the elements that make up the human body were formed in stars. And when you study astrology, and there is a difference between astronomy and astrology, but it started in ancient times, even though they did use it as a way to sort of tell what was happening, like along the year, like to decide, you know, where, you know, the cycles, what time of year it was you really think about it, we are all connected and we're a reflection of what is happening external to us. And and I feel like even, and just to give the pandemic uh, example, but I feel like a lot of people 
and especially like clients that I speak to on a regular basis, it's been really tough like these past couple of years. And I just think that we're constantly, we're, we're a collective. So we're kind of functioning at that same vibration, even if we're all individuals. Oh, this is going to be such a fun conversation. <laughs> Can you give us like a little bit of a, of like an astrology history lesson, like how you got into it, how it kind of came to be. I mean, because it literally has been around since ancient times and yes. how how people started studying it. Like, does that make sense? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so I guess I'll, I mean, I guess to continue with what you're saying, it, it was mostly to sort of tell what time of year it was that's pretty much when it started. I mean, the earth orbits the sun once a year. The sun is the center of our universe and the zodiac constellations are on the ecliptic, which is like the sun is going right around it. So that's where, you know, the constellations were there. So then they started to sort of, um, you know, they have different names. It's the same as Capricorn Virgo, but they kind of have like a longer name, but it started years ago. I personally got into it because I come from a very spiritual family. I grew up in a household, uh, very matriarchal. I mean, um, my mom, my grandma, and my aunt, she has three girls. We're all very, very close. And we were just the type of family. I don't know if you've ever heard of like Walter Walter Mercado. Uh, he was a very famous astrologer uh, in Hispanic media, but we grew up watching him. But aside from that, my grandmother and my mom, like they always instilled just like the power of the universe and the way that there's angels, nature, you know, astrology to always just be a kind person because you get what you give. And I went to Catholic school, which is ironic, but I was just always a person that had a lot of faith. And to be honest, I was really introverted growing up. And I you know, now I come to find out why. And it's funny how you mentioned earlier how you didn't really grow into your sun sign uh, until you were older. I'm a, I'm a cancer sun and I'm a Scorpio rising and I'm a cancer moon. I'm oh, wow, like, a lot of cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was always feeling a lot of the vibes around me and I would always feel people's emotions. And I feel like because I didn't know how to discern between what my emotions were and what other people's emotions were, I used to take a lot of that personal and I used to kind of like, go into my little cocoon and kind of try to make sense of it all. So when I was around 13 years old, we moved homes. And I always say this story because my mom's an English teacher. So mythology is another thing that I grew up, you know, being obsessed with because of my mom. But one of her big boxes of books, I come across like Linda Goodman star signs and Linda Goodman sex signs. I was 13. So of course my eyes were like right on the sex. I was like, what's this about? What are the stars sex? What is all this intriguing stuff? My Scorpio rising speaking for itself. And um, I end up grabbing the book and I end up reading, doing research. And I became so fascinated and just fixated on the way that I was able to resonate with everything that it was saying. And I was even like noticing the patterns with my friends, with my cousins. And I would just read it to my friends and say, okay, you're Sagittarius. Well, this is why you're like this. And I think more than anything, it, I always say this, but it just gave me a sense of belonging. And, and it helped me understand my unique attributes and other people's and what it is that makes us unique and what we have to bring to the table. And ultimately, if everybody played their own divine instrument that they're born with, we are all just one big, beautiful orchestra because everybody has a special gift. Everybody has a talent. Everybody has. And I think astrology really helps you find that. 
Yo, WOMED peeps. I am so totally stoked about this new partner for the WOMED. If you're a beach lover and saving your PTO or PPL, or you just got your vacation request approved, you've probably come across Cheap Caribbean Vacations. Cheap Caribbean is an award-winning online travel site for true beach lovers searching for the best beach vacation deals to the Caribbean, Mexico, and Central America. And boy, do they love nurses. They love nurses so much, they started the ER&R Club. The ER&R Club invites healthcare professionals to take advantage of deals and discounts from Cheap Caribbean. Healthcare workers only, just us. They have partnered with the American Nurse Association to give healthcare workers exclusive deals on all-inclusive beach vacation packages. And when you sign up, healthcare workers receive special beach deals, upgrades, and packages sent right to their inbox. And an initial promo code of $150 off their next vacation. Now, this is only valid on package bookings of five nights or more. But still. 150 bucks off your next vacation? Yes, please. The price you see on Cheap Caribbean for all-inclusive vacations include airfare, hotel, all-you-can-eat food, and bottomless drinks. They take all the hassle out of planning trips, which when you work in healthcare, your brain and body need a rest and reset when you're off and not to be trying to organize your work besties flights. Jack and I really want to go to Curacao this year for our girls' trip. And the hotels Cheap Caribbean works with there are gorgeous. So grab your best work beaches and visit CheapCaribbean.com for the best beach vacation deals to the Caribbean, Mexico, and Central America. Listeners can sign up for the ER&R Club for exclusive vacation deals for healthcare professionals at CheapCaribbean.com slash ERR dash club and receive an initial promo code of $150 off their next vacation. That's cheapcaribbean.com slash E-R-R dash club. You know, a lot of people face these different like stressors and anxiety and have like a lot of things that they're dealing with throughout the day. And, you know, I feel like like self-care and like mental health care is like really very cohesive. And I'm just curious, what are, what are like a few ways that you feel like astrology kind of helps you throughout the day? So at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter what you turn to for that validation. Um, but I think that we all seek validation somehow, some way, whether it be through a mantra, a podcast that gets us going, when it comes to astrology, because it is, you know, the study of celestial bodies, the movement and how it affects us, just the ability to really be present in your own skin and recognize that we are nature the same way that we are reborn in the spring and, you know, the leaves change color in the fall and everything, you know, kind of withers away in the winter. Every year we do the exact same thing. And if you look back at yourself last spring compared to now, you'll probably like laugh and say, wow, you know, because how far have you come? Every year is a new journey. And I believe that astrology, getting to know, you know, the energies of the season, getting to know the elements of the season, because it's all nature. You can make it practical or you can make it mystical, but you could also make it very practical, which in this case would be like day-to-day stuff. And I'll give you an example. We're in the middle of Aries season. Aries season is the beginning of the spring equinox. You know, we're initiating brand new cycles. There's a lot of energy. So 
It gives us an opportunity to start again. And it also teaches us how to be brave in order to really go after what it is that we desire. Taurus season is when everything is rich and blooming. And I think of like, you know, that's my boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's a Taurus. Okay, so he would not necessarily be a you know, woo-woo, mystical. They're very practical. They need to see to believe, right? Danielle, so is Mason. My twin sister's uh um That's why they get along so well. And they're like so close. Like, yeah, like they are like the same person, I feel like. Anyway. They're so dependable. They're such great. They're such great individuals. So grounded. Yes, they're literally a Taurus is around and you just feel comfortable. You feel safe. And it's kind of similar to like those animals that are like hanging out in nature, just lounging. Taurus season is a time to indulge, stop, smell the roses. So if you really do get to know the different zodiac archetypes, even their mythology, if you go as far as studying that and researching that, you really come to find that every day the moon is in a new is in a new sign. Mercury, the planet of communication, is in another. What is coming to you? What messages are you receiving? You know, we're all enlightened beings. It's just a matter of opening ourselves to that, um, to that realm and and being open to receiving. So before we actually get into like the, and I love how this conversation of astrology, we can talk about your individual chart and how that applies to, um, the world, but also, like you said, we're in Aries season. So how does what is happening in the stars reflect on what we're going through personally? Can we, since again, we have a lot of healthcare workers here that have been through a lot since the beginning of the pandemic. Can you just astrologically kind of give us an idea what's been going on in the stars since the pandemic, um, just as a collective and maybe just some advice? Because I think a lot of people in healthcare obviously have gone through so much since the pandemic. Um, 2020 was like a such a crazy year. But now we're seeing a lot of healthcare workers make changes in their careers, switch paths, um, maybe leave jobs that they've had for a while or just completely leave healthcare altogether. What's some advice that you might be seeing in the stars to to help our audience here? How oh, interesting. My my boyfriend is also in the medical field and I was also very afraid and part, you know, seeing what he was going through. And I feel for everybody that went through that. And I thank you guys so much for all of your work. And ultimately the pandemic was incredibly terrifying, but it was also something that a lot of astrologers foresaw. And the reason, my reason for saying that is because when the pandemic began in astrology, there's different planets that have different meanings, but two two malefic planets they're referred to as malefic because they're a little bit they're not that they're dark energies but they kind of challenge us in order for us to kind of like you know the only way out is through kind of vibe so we had saturn which is the planet of restriction boundaries and pluto which is the lord of the underworld and the planet of transformation renewal death rebirth both of those planets came together in January of 2020. And what that did was they were in the sign of Capricorn. Capricorn is a sign of foundational energies. It's about um, really the structures and the hierarchies of our world. Those that are in power, um, we can even look at it in terms of like jobs. This was a deconstructing and a destruction in order for it to be, re- in order for the whole world really to be reborn. And if at this time as well, we had the South Node, which is an energy that we're releasing, that we're meant to re- let go of. We had that in Capricorn as well. While the North Node was in Cancer, which is a sign of the home, we literally all went home. (laughs) 
Um, uh, granted, not all of us, right, except for the health workers, but we were all sent home. There were shutdowns. It was a whole brand new outlook on, I feel, what actually matters. I'm not saying that, you know, people weren't aware of that, but I think that when things like this started to happen, it kind of brought into perspective how much we sort of prioritize our jobs, our position, our reputation, our notoriety, our accolades over our well-being, over our mental health. So this was a collective catharsis, so to speak, that was happening. And it was, you know, not even to get into politics, but again, it's all a reflection of, of everything. It was all being deconstructed in order for there to be uh, a rebirth there. If that even ex explains it, because there's so many little like tidbits. I hope I got it all in there for you. Something that you kept, like a, a term that you kept saying just now that is really sticking out to me is this theme of um, rebirth. Because I think now, having it been three years, it's crazy, like, like thinking that it was exactly almost like three years ago that we were at home, all scared, you know, for the healthcare workers going to work, terrified. It's been exactly three years. Can you elaborate a little bit more on this theme of rebirth? Because like I said, you know, it's not, it's just, you know, we talk a lot on the podcast about different options outside of healthcare where healthcare workers can find refuge and can find creativity and can find a place to have a voice. But I'm just curious, like astrologically, what this rebirth looks like and how people can use that as motivation or as a sign or as yeah. something kind so of like moving maybe, into the next year. Yeah. Maybe if they're ready to leave where they're at. I mean, more than anything, I think that a lot of old systems are dying and have been dying. A lot of old ways of, of living, of structures belief systems, the way that we approach those in power, the way those in power have have really dealt with with community affairs as well. And, and to touch back upon the going home and the pandemic, just to elaborate on that, because there are so many components to this. Right after we had, you know, the pandemic starting, Saturn, once again, the planet of restrictions, limitations, it entered Aquarius and Aquarius is a sign of the collective of community of society and that really spoke to the restriction that was happening with regards to the, you know the masks not being able to really um you know the shutdowns not being able to what is social distancing um if you really put Saturn uh and and Aquarius together that is literally the epitome of social distancing but when we talk about like this rebirth collectively I think because of all of those unexpected, I, I think it was a, just a catalyst for a brand new life and a brand new lifestyle, brand new mentality. Um, the best example I can give you is, and scientifically, whatever you give energy expands, right? I, whatever you give energy to expands. And I think that our world, whether you look at it in terms of social media, the way that we think, there's so much more information available to us right now that it could be to our detriment because our minds are being filled with different, all sorts of information. But I think that if there is one thing I can, you know, something, uh, not hope, but as a way to, to make people in this industry that have struggled sort of some hope is that I feel like there is some sort of freedom coming out of this in the sense that things aren't going to be as 
what's the word I want to use? Not traditional, but I, some of these traditions were, were I'm not, I'm not, I don't even want to say ignorant, but there's just an expansion of the mind where a new system, a new lifestyle, a new way of living, a new mentality is really, the possibilities really are infinite. When you look at like science and social media and the way that people are inventing new things, I, I just think that it's a an outlet for a brand new earth, a brand new world. I've really been feeling that a lot lately. And maybe it's just because, you know, it's spring, it's the Midwest, everyone's like, oh my God, the weather's amazing. Everyone's feeling lighter and happier. But like, or if it's just spring itself, when like the world collectively is experiencing that rebirth, you know, plants are budding and things are getting warmer. People are out in the sun more, feeling better. I definitely feel that. Michael and I were talking last night. We we're like, we just feel so energized and empowered right now and creative. And like all that energy is just like in it right now. We're just feeding <laughs> That's very airy, Stephen. That is very airy. I think that that also makes a lot of sense coming from like hearing what you're saying, coming from um, a nursing background. What you're saying makes so much sense because I do think the pandemic in a way started showing nurses that there are other ways to use your degree to work Mm -hmm. sustainably. That's not working in the hospital, you know, four days a week and killing yourself. Maybe that looks like taking on travel contracts. Maybe that looks like going back to school. Maybe that looks like starting a side hustle or mentoring, like there's, or taking a job where you can do telemedicine. Those are things that people didn't really think were options before the pandemic. And it kind of showed us all these different things. So it's cool to hear from a pandemic perspective, but also from an astrologic perspective, that um, if you are feeling this sense of rebirth or looking at other options to go with your gut and to turn to the stars, people, that maybe that's also telling you to find a new beginning or to just make some pivots or just know that there's other things that are possible. I love that, Jack. That's literally like so beautifully said, because even this podcast is something that is so unique and interesting and it's, it's different, right? It's something that people can turn to for, for guidance and to, you know, empowerment. And I think that's amazing. I'm like eagerly awaiting to dig into birth charts because I've never, I've never done any birth chart stuff. I've always been missing my birth time. And my dad, if you ask him, he'll be like, oh, it was like, 1157. And then my mom's like, I don't know, it was just really close to midnight. And then she actually found it. And it was like 1130. Well, 1133 at night. So like, um, but like, I've always, always been interested in that. I feel I actually feel like I identify a lot with the Libra. But I there's like, you know, there's always some things that just don't quite hit. But like majority, I feel like I'm very much a Libra. Just for our listeners who maybe aren't super familiar with sun, moon, and rising, can you just do a brief overview? So if people want to go after this online and look at their chart, um, can you just explain really briefly like the difference between the sun, moon, and rising before we dive into Danny's chart? Absolutely. So the sun is the, basically it's your sole purpose. It's a symbol of the ego as well. Wherever the sun was when you were born, when you took your first breath, is your sign. So that's the first sign that, you know, because it takes, you know, there's the sun can be in a sign for 30 days. That is your sun sign. If you don't necessarily resonate with your horoscope, 
this is where your rising sign comes in because this is the sign that was on the Eastern horizon when you were born. And, you know, people have different definitions for it. Yes, it could be your first impression. It is sort of um, similar to your personality where you really resonate with at a personal level. But beyond that, because people are going to probably see your rising sign before they see your sun. But beyond that, this is an energy that you're destined to embody in this lifetime in order to really fully evolve and, and be the magical being you're destined to be. And as for the moon, this is your hidden, most personal. Um, this is your unconscious. This is, you know, your feelings, your innermost feelings, what your definition of security is. It's very private. And you could look at it and, you know, the sun comes out during the day, the moon comes out at night. The moon is a little more secretive, a little more mysterious. So your moon really speaks to who you are when no one is around, who you are in the dark, per se. I love that. So it sounds like your sun is like, that's your your main, like like your go-to, like your foundation. The rising right. is kind of how you're maybe perceived to other people because that's maybe what mm -hmm. they see first. But then the moon right. is maybe like, like you said, I love how you said that when the, when the doors are closed, maybe how you see yes. yourself like late at night. I love that. Can we dig into my birth chart? <laughs> And oh are Michael God. and I compatible? <laughs> oh my I know gosh. we are. <laughs> I have both of your stuff here. Um, and it's interesting when um, Jackie had mentioned the midwife. So, and, and I'm talking um, for, for your chart, Danielle, you even though have your son in Libra and your Mercury is in Libra as well. So the sun is your sole purpose. It's your, um, it's your, you know, your light. The sun is the center of the universe. So it's kind of like where you shine, where you feel mostly like yourself. It's also a symbol of the ego. Mercury is also the planet of the mind. So the fact that you have both of those planets in a sign like Libra, harmony seeking, you know, likes to meet people halfway, don't necessarily like drama. You're, you like aesthetically pleasing situations. You know, you're ruled by Venus. You like to beautify things. Sorry. You like to decorate the room. She's laughing because I'm an injector. Like I'm an you know, aesthetic really nurse. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. That's so, yeah. oh wow. It used so to be perfect. NICU with the babies, but. Yeah. So speaking of the babies, you have those two planets in Libra, but you are a Cancer moon and a Cancer rising. So <laughs> this, and I literally put here the sign of the midwife, the healer, the intuitive, the empath. So I thought that was funny because Cancer is the divine mother archetype. So there is a very naturally strong, maternal, resilient, tenacious side to you. Um, and I even, you have your, your moon in the 12th house, which it makes you very tapped in to the collective unconscious emotionally. You can really pick up in addition to being a Libra where, you know, social atmospheres and relationships are your jam. You have that extra little push with that cancer moon because you can really read the room. And um, I, I'm going to go as far as even saying lie detector, which you have that too, Jackie. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about yours as well, right? You guys both are water moons. So very compatible uh, synergy here. But you have this ability to feel, and sometimes, you know, it hurts because you just feel people's pain. You feel people's um, anguish. You feel people's pain. You might even have very vivid dreams. Um, there's an there's an um, essence here of, uh, I don't want to use like sacrifice, but sort of where maybe for family or, you know, for, for mom or for sister, women in your family, you really, it's the sign of symbol of the woman is, is, uh, the moon, right? So it's very connected to that. Um, and in terms of your midheaven, which is what we astrologers look for when it comes to career, you have a Pisces midheaven and Pisces is all about 
compassion. It's about sacrifice. And Pisces and Virgo, that's the axis of the healer of medicine. You guys both have that very prominently um, placed. It's also media. Pisces is also media. So like art, media, film, um, compassion, being being there for the collective. So Danny's Cancer, Moon, and Rising. Yeah, I don't even, I don't know what that means. All I know is, and I, I will say this because Jack knows, like, I love the moon. The moon, like, I, I, I feel it like energy in my palms. Like, when we had that huge eclipse, like, this is probably the weirdest thing that ever happened to me. And I, what was that, 2018, 2019? Was it 2018? When, like, the big eclipse, like, traveled like super like total solar eclipse so what that was in leo and we i think we got to see a view of it that was 20 i believe it was like 2017 okay that makes sense there's like there's like four eclipses a year but i know which one you're talking about because that was huge in the u.s i think it was 2017 yes so i was living in nashville at the time and it was like right over me we had we were in like the direct path of it i have like the eclipse is going on I literally felt like every bit of like blood had like congealed in my heart and was like, like magnets were trying to pull my chest up and out during, it was the weirdest thing. Like I couldn't breathe. And like, there was a couple other people around me who like felt the same thing, but it was the weirdest thing. It was like, I don't know. It was like heavy and being pulled like upward at the same time. It was so bizarre. No, yeah, you're not wrong. Everything you described and being a true daughter of the moon, because even though you're Venusian, um, actually, you and, and, and your partner are both Venusian because you're ruled by Venus. Um, but even though you're Venusian, you do have that very strong connection to the moon. And the moon is, you know, it's it's an ancient symbol of the divine feminine. And you'll notice that your girlfriends, you all get your moon time at the same time. And women feel each other and we reflect each other's moods and we can feel each other when one of our friends or sisters or cousins is upset, even if we don't say it because we're more introverted and um, subliminal, I feel. We're like, I know that you know that I know that, yeah. you know, we know. <laughs> Um, the moon is very intuitive. It's a symbol of our, uh, our intuitive mind as well. So eclipses are extra potent. They're like super full moons or super new moons. But um, your connection to the moon is not a coincidence at all. And you might even notice that whenever the moon is full, which happens around every 28 days, you will feel, I don't want to say like it, it almost, if you're connected to the moon and you have a lot of cancer placements, you almost feel sort of like that feeling of like, I'm naked. Like everybody can read me when the moon is full. Like I want to hide because I feel like my emotions are on my face, especially being a cancer rising. Um, cancer risings, because you're ruled by the moon, the moon moves every two days. You are, even though you're a Libra and you're, you're, you're not easy to read. There's a mystery, very strong, mysterious um, component to your personality because and I'm going to, I say it too, I'm a cancer, like we're moody. <laughs> we are, we can't control it. You know, it's who we, we feel energies and the moon changes mm-hmm. every two days. So think about it. If you're connected to the moon. You're going to be changing every two days too. It doesn't have to be literal or, you know, exactly. But if you feel your energy shifts constantly, and especially when you walk into a room, the vibes are off, you're just going to feel it inside. You're going to react. Wow. As an outsider, like you are describing Danny to a T. Like it's kind of scary. <laughs> Michael would say the same thing. This is the thing that he was like, he could not read me on the beach. Like when we were <laughs> filming, he's like, 
ocean. Yeah, he's like, what? Like, I do you do you like me? Like, do I need what questions do I need to ask you? Like, are you are you even here? Because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable here. (laughs) I really like you, but I'm not comfortable here. (laughs) That's literally moon is also a symbol of comfort, and it takes cancer placements a lot longer to feel comfortable with people in situations cancer wants to feel safe as opposed to let's say an Aries or a fire sign that they're they're bold and they're adventurous cancers have you know their adventurous side too doesn't mean you don't have to but it's different um it's a different energy it's water water is adaptable mm-hmm. and it's fluid but if you put water into a cup and there's an earthquake what happens to the cup of water it's going to spill it's going to tremble that's the same as as water energy well, I, wa- I think we forgot because you were mentioning something about Danny's career. I want to hear, I want to circle back to that. What were you going to say about that? Oh, okay. So, well, Pisces being your your midheaven, there's a very strong glamour, media, dreamy um, connection because midheaven is the top, top of the chart. So when you look at your midheaven for anybody, it's what you look mm. up to. It's what you aspire mm. to be. So. And that ends up being your reputation, your public persona. So there is a very strong um, influence with, you know, art, compassion, media, um, also the universal love, really, because Neptune is Neptune is is a symbol of universal love, dreams, unconscious, and even medicine. Pisces and Virgo are very connected. You also have Venus and Mars conjunct, which means that they're like really close together in Virgo. So I literally wrote here, you're devoted and committed to the process, the process of anything you enjoy, the process of logistics, the process of getting organized, or, you know, you really like to, to pay attention to that. It's something that, that you're devoted to responsibilities, day-to-day affairs, um, your mind, body, and soul that Virgo is all about your well-being. Just so. need help. I need someone to get me organized and I can maintain it. Like I I thrive in organization and a plan. It is just sometimes hard to, Jack knows. (laughs) Yeah. That's the moon. That's being ruled by the moon. It doesn't matter how, and it happens to me. Like I love structure. I have to have like, you know, for my deadlines or my horoscopes or readings. And I'm like, but I'm not feeling it today, but today I feel one way tomorrow. I feel another way. It's a lot about the influence of the feeling. And, and this, in terms of wellness, getting to know where the moon is, what sign, what the signs mean is also able to validate how it is that you're feeling. It's so important that we're present in our bodies and that we don't force ourselves to do things that we don't feel comfortable doing when we don't feel comfortable, our bodies and our our minds, we're just going to feel it intuitively. Like, I'm not feeling like doing this today. I just think it's so important for us to be present and to really follow that. Danny's going to start saying this now when we have like a deadline coming up. She's going to be like, yeah, but you know what? Like, I'm just not, the moon isn't really aligned with that today. So (laughs) sorry. (laughs) No, I actually love hearing this because. Do you understand me more now? (laughs) No, but as business partners, it's like really helpful. Like, I wish we would have had this conversation two years ago. This is team building. This is team building 101. And people laugh, but it's like, if only we all knew our sun, moon, and rising, it just, it would make our lives so much easier, I feel. All right. Now I need Jack. I need to know, like. (laughs) Okay. So your birth chart, I love so much that you're a twin because of your Gemini rising. Um, So Gemini, and you also have a, a moon in Pisces. So you're very, very mutable. 
mutable energy is versatile. It, there's a very strong duality. And I was able even to see it when you were talking about the astrological and the medical, like the way that we're using, you're really able to compartmentalize. I just, I'm going to go as far as saying like queen of logistics, right? Getting things organized. And, you know, I'm not going to say that it's your way or the highway. <laughs> that is not. also accurate. You know. <laughs> I, I, you know, your birth chart is very interesting. And I'm, so you're, you're extremely mercurial, which means that you like facts, right? You like evidence, you're evidence-based, but you're also a thinker and you're, you analyze and you have a very penetrative mind. Now I said penetrative mind, because when you were born, in addition to being mercury rising, which is, you know, destined to really, uh, communicate, gather facts, gather data, analyze, process the information, and relay the message. Mercury in your chart is in a grand earth trine, which I'll explain what that is in a moment. But what I really caught on to, especially since you're in the medical field, which is extremely powerful, is that your Mercury was having a really, really close conversation with Pluto in your sixth house of health organization. What I'm trying to say by that is that you have this natural desire to always go beyond what is shown to you on paper because you know there's so much more. Um, you feel it intuitively and there's this desire to crack open the system, the the you know the the typical routine. You you want to grab it, you want to dissect it and you want to see how you could make sense of it because it's like a you guys both have a very strong I mean, I think all women are psychic. I think we're all we just have that women. Um, and I, I especially feel that with, with that Mercury sextile Pluto, because that Mercury wants to gather the evidence and that Pluto can see beyond the veil of what is in front of it. And it, this is taboo stuff. And it's also normal stuff. This is also like being able to really have hardcore, difficult conversations. And I'm sure maybe even with like you know, maybe it's, I'm not sure what branch you're in, um, but medical, uh, uh, medical conversations with a patient, with patient families. Um, and I, I also was, I don't know if it's okay if I ask this, but your um, reasoning for getting into medicine, is it because of something that you experienced growing up with a close uh, family member? Yeah, my little sister, okay. um, not my twin sister, but my little sister was born with a hole in her heart. There's like a medical term term for that, but basically was like in the NICU for um, a long time when she was born. And yeah, like literally ever since then, all I've ever talked about is wanting to go into medicine. I've never wanted to do anything else, to be honest. <laughs> well, that I, it's interesting because here I thought it was the sibling that it was your twin, which that also thinks being a Gemini rising, but the sibling question mark, Mercury is in your fifth house of the heart. Just to give you, that's your fifth house of the heart. And, and it's sextiling Pluto. So that was a dangerous situation, right? For her at the time. She's totally she's fine now, don't okay. worry. She's, she's totally actually fine. a NICU nurse. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a nurse herself now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That is that is good. I love that. Okay. Um, so and you also have a connection to Mars in Taurus, which is why I was like, you're right. And you know, <laughs> so you're right. It's not one of my more proud. I'm not is- proud of this trait, really. <laughs> <laughs> Self-awareness, right? I always say we use astrology to cultivate self-awareness. We all have, I have aspects that are a pain in the butt. I mean, just now before I kept like, is everything okay? Did I answer correctly? Like that's my neurosis. Like we all have our own stuff. I Mars and Taurus, it wants to simplify and get to the bottom of things. 
and it's also a fixed earth sign. So the combination of Mercury and Virgo, which is where your Mercury is, and Mars, it's very grounded and it wants to simplify, but it has one way of looking at things. And it and it's and it will, you know, relay that message. This is the way things have to be, because this is the way that they are. It's not your fault. It's the way that it is. Danielle's like, like so much. Like she's like, because I'm always like pretty, yeah, it's bad. It's not my proudest thing. But it's true. Like, even like I'm planning this like a trip, like in May, and the person I'm going with is like, well, why don't we spend like, you know, four days here and six days here? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we would, no, we should spend four days here and six days here. And this is why. <laughs> I'm right. This is why. You, be, you have the why, but you know what? At least you have the why, right? At least you have the why. These it's are like the so reasons. so bad why. though. <laughs> but it's also something I love about you because I know that if I can't, if, if my moon isn't sitting right, and I can't get anything done, I know you're going to have like an, a whole itinerary planned. <laughs> I will say, I think it is helpful in career and in business. Like it helps me get shit done. It allows me, I think, to like follow my intuition. Like I have that intuition, but it's like, I never was able to put it into words like how you just did. It's like, um, a lot of times I think people get really like uncomfortable making decisions. I've never been like that. I'm like, no, this is how you do it. Okay, let's get it done. Like, boom, 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 boom. Whereas but I can't. <laughs> I wish I had more Earth in my chart. I have like one or like two planets in Earth. And the fact that you're able, I even put here, reasoning, action-oriented mm-hmm. mind, tremendous um, talent for analysis and that ability to reason and to ground ideas and to relay the message Maybe it's not always going to sit well because that Mars and Taurus, I've lived with one for eight years. They, the way that they deliver is very, you know, it, it's, it can be brutal, but it's the truth. If there's one Sorry, thing you're going to get. Danielle, Danielle gets the brunt of my Taurus or whatever it is we're talking about. The Mars and Taurus, it's the truth that you're going to get, you know, with you. And that's, that's so important at the end of the day. I mean, I personally, my Scorpio rising is like, just tell me the truth. Just please. You know, I have another question really quick. So Danielle is just talking, going, kind of going back to like what you know about our charts and um, Danielle's Libra and my Leo. I, as a Leo, I have so many Libra friends. Like most of my closest friends are Libras. So like Danielle and my other best friend, both Libras and a few other really close friends are Libras. Is that like a good, you know, like, I'm just curious about that combination or just for me and Danielle. You're stuck with me no matter what she says. Like what else in this chart, what else in this, in our reading our charts, do you find to be like positive things of us working together, Uh but hurdles of working together? Ooh, of course you want to know the dark side, that plutonium. I love it. So I feel like definitely you guys have a lot. There's even like a family similarity mirroring energy here. And I noticed that because both of you were born with the sun in the fourth house of home, which means that you guys are both, you know, and obviously being close and I can relate being close to your family means that there's ups and downs, but you guys are both very close to your family where it's a big part of who you are and where you come from is a big part of who you are and you're proud of it. Um, and also your water moons. I mean, a Pisces moon and a cancer moon at the end of the day, the both of you still have that ability to understand where the other is coming from emotionally. Um, you're both I I dare say that the Pisces moon is a little more complex to understand because it is like the most evolved water sign. So it's also mutable. You're able to really pick up on 
just like the collective consciousness, the vibrations. I even feel like you might be sort of like a humanitarian at heart as well. Maybe you sometimes the stuff happening in the world keeps you up at night. You're yeah, like, like, I, can't I really this wish is happening. Aquarius in my chart and I like don't know where it is hiding, but I've always like been so um, like, why am I not an Aquarius? <laughs> but there is. And, oh my gosh, that makes me so happy to hear it. You were born with the North Node really? in Aquarius, which is fascinating. It's at the top of your chart. It's your North Node. We didn't even get into that, but I can send yes, you a copy please. of your chart. It's all the way at wow. the top. It's all the way at the top. You have a North Node in Aquarius. That is your destiny. That is your soul mission on this lifetime. Jack. You came from a Leo. I'm still a Leo, but there is almost like a growing up, and you probably already uh, went through this because this happens younger, but with the South Node, which is your past life, being close to your son, there was almost like a release of the ego for you where you were able to sort of connect with uh, groups of people to work as a team because you're a leader. You're a leader and that's always a part of who you are. But in this life, you are meant to sort of uh, start a little revolution, you know, kind of oh, like follow weird. me. This is my idea. Fucking weird, Jack. Riot healers. <laughs> Aquarius is amazing. I know. I like Every time I see the chart, I'm like, God, I wish I was an Aquarius. But now this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Oh, and the Libra is because of your um, Gemini rising. So as a rising air, you're going to attract fellow air signs, Libra, Aquarius, and maybe even another Gemini. Wow. Okay. I love this. Okay. So I love hearing about, okay, Libras and Leos. Anything else for us? Maybe. Okay. Which maybe this is obvious, but I think Danielle is more of a feeler, um, might even feel bad sometimes. Well, I feel bad. I don't want to say that to this person or I don't want to disappoint them where Jackie will be like, what's the problem? It's what it is. Like, you know, that's repetitive, but it's like, these are the facts. So like, why can you approach this from that standpoint? Whereas Danielle will, will kind of approach from a more empathic harmony and you're just like, tell them like it is like drop the bomb. <laughs> It's like, if you could be a fly on the wall to some of our conversations, oh my God, it's just so fun. But there's so much compatibility here because at the end of the day, that's another thing that is is beautiful about astrology. One, we get to know ourselves, we get to know each other, and we get to value those beautiful different attributes because, you know, even the elements alone, we're talking about air and earth, very prominent for, for Jackie, which is like mental, cerebral groundedness. And then we're also talking about air for you, which is social and stuff, but you're more of a feeler. That doesn't mean you don't have that either, though. But there's duality and there's strengths that you guys, you know, from each other. So I have this like funny little game just to kind of wrap up our Chief Caribbean episode with um, their chief astrologer, Valerie Missa. Um, I'm going to give you like a few classic traits of a couple of different units. Sorry, guys, I did not get all of them. And I want you to assign a zodiac sign to them. And units is like branches or, or these people? are like different, like a specialty, like a specialty. Yeah. In healthcare. Oh, okay. For me to give yeah. it a sign. Okay, cool. Okay, so we're going to start with NICU because that's where I first started nursing and fell in love with it. NICU nurses are extremely protective. They need everything in the right place. They like quiet and orderly, love the adrenaline rush, and they're completely unfazed when babies stop breathing. 
I mean, I'm I'm kind of between Cancer and Virgo here because of that super protectiveness. And then the unfazed is that Virgo like problem mm-hmm. solver, adrenaline rush. I'm, I'm going to, that's totally cancer, I feel, because cancer is attracted. They're very passionate as well. So they, and their, their 10th house of career is Aries cancer. So I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with cancer okay. for that. Okay. The next one we have our neuro nurses. So neuro is in like, they're dealing with a lot of people with like strokes or dementia or like maybe some psych stuff in there, but okay. So neuro. So on top of, I, I don't know if I'd say detail oriented. Maybe a little bit, but neuro nurses have to be so patient because they are dealing with like this patient over here that like thinks the year is 1968 and this patient over here that is like losing their mind and trying to like rip out all their IVs. So they have to be really able to redirect patients. They are up at all hours of the night, not afraid to do these like neuro checks on people. So it kind of feels like they're able to handle a lot of chaos. Hmm. It's interesting um, that, again, I thought of Virgo now because Virgo does rule the mind. But then I changed my mind at the end when you mentioned that adaptability. Virgos are extremely adaptable, but I kind of, there's, I got, I, I thought of Pisces mm. at the end, just, and especially Pisces being up at all hours of the night. There's almost like that combina- a combination of compassion and empathy and like being able to sort of feel out like which everybody's dealing with having that patience to be in that mm. chaos because it's, be emotionally volatile I feel as well like the atmosphere maybe I'm gonna go with Pisces Love for that. that one okay next up we have <laughs> your moons too which is so funny I didn't even realize that <laughs> well that's yeah. what Jack started as a neuro and I started as so <laughs> I started with <laughs> thank <these>. you yeah <laughs> very cerebral very okay. yeah um okay so next up we have ER or emergency room they are ready for chaos able to restrain fiercely strong 80-year-olds with UTIs and unfazed by minor injuries. Aries yes, all the that's way. what I always thought. I'm like, Aries is <laughs> easy. Aries is like adrenaline junkie, never afraid of a battle or a fight. And they're the first ones to jump in when, you know, there's a fight or a chaos or anything that involves, you know, chaos. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, next one is in the ICU. So these tend to be your know-it-alls. They are definitely empathetic because they're dealing with, you know, really, really sick people, but they're really cerebral. So like very brainy, very task-oriented, detail-oriented. Um, it's like a controlled chaos. Like they could see somebody that really, they really thrive sick. In. Yeah, they thrive. I'm so glad that I didn't say Virgo because this is 100% yeah. Virgo. They have the empathy. They have the mind um, to really like get stuff done. And they're also detail oriented and it is that organized chaos and they are know-it-alls because they just, they just are, they know. Yeah. And they, you know, some people feel like, I'm not going to say they're hypochondriacs, but some people feel that Virgos are like, you know, they feel everything that has to do with like, you know, their physical body and stuff. Cause they just know, um, I'm going to go Virgo for that one. hundred percent meticulous, yep. all that. Yeah. Okay. Then we have hospice nurses who are extremely kind, very spiritual, very empathetic, warm, Able obviously to, like, dealing with death. Yeah. Yeah. Un- yeah. Not that they're unfazed mm-hmm. by it, but they're they able can, to like, find... find meaning, I'd say. And, yeah. Like, find a lot of reward in like working in that like really sacred space. 
I'm going to go with Capricorn for that one because Capricorn, it's interesting. They live on the same axis as Cancer. They're what is known as the father archetype, but they're stronger in the sense that they're not as easy to break if there's like an emotional, you know, hospice. So there's people dying. They're able to keep it together, but also really bring that earthy, kind um, influence. And if you think of, you know, their archetype, it's the winter time, which has everything to do with like death, um, but they're still very empathic, hardworking um, and devoted and loyal um, with older people too. Cause it's, it's the, the white, like they're older. Uh, Saturn is older energy. I'm going to go with Capricorn for that. <laughs> I want to actually add in another one here. Um, Ellen D nurses. So anyone that is in either midwifery or in labor and delivery. So bringing in um, babies into the world. Mm. Can we, can I pick cancer of for two? Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Cause that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mm. that feminine maternal nurturing. Um, yeah. I definitely have to go with cancer for that one. Babies. Yeah. Pregnancy. Very cancer. Okay. Um, PACU. So this is where people are waking up from surgeries before they get transferred back to like the floor or, or they get to go home or, you know, post-op. So it could be like day surgery or in the hospital. This is, this is more of like some inside jokes, but anyone listening will get it. Their supplies are one of the, one of a kind, like, like their stuff doesn't match anything from other units and they don't care. They're, they're great with it. Shorter, the best the best, best. yeah. Um, shorter yeah. attention span because they have patients for a shorter amount of time, and they're like, you know, ready for the next thing, ready for the next patient. Uh, louder, you know, you gotta wake those patients up. Like, Mr. Dawson, are you ready? Like, you're waking up. Surgery's done. Okay. You know what's interesting? I kind of feel like I'm gonna go with Leo mm. for that one. It's kind of like it's fun that you get to wake up and go home. Yeah you know, nice. Leo is, it's loud. It's, it's kind of festive and Leo is regal and royal and they like, you know, they do don't necessarily have, they do have a short attention span. They like to be entertained yeah. They're You know, they like to keep things going and they like they like the best of the best because they like to be the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with Leo. I love that. I, that really I always fits. thought too that Leos would make great surgeons because you're just like the center of attention. You're like, everybody in the room is looking at you. Mm -hmm. yeah right like all right guys like the surgeon has arrived everyone like goodbye <laughs> yeah 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 Aquarius interesting and Leo live on the same access I feel like Aquarius and Leo both have like they just they demand a room you guys have that the grace being like the supernova and then you you know the sun it's just very it is regal very charismatic energy Amazing. Okay. And then we have our psych nurses, which, so you're dealing with patients with all sorts of, whether it's like anxiety, Altered depression, mental state. I think like usually psych nurses are dealing with, you know, really serious stuff too, like, like mania, schizophrenia, OCD. So they have to be really quick on their feet. They are very like strong, um, like very, very mentally tough. And I, I know Danielle, a lot of psych nurses are just like badasses. Like they kind of remind me. They of really are. They are nurses in a way. Like they can just put mm -hmm. up with a lot of shit. A lot of shit. But like, but like also really great at like improv. You know, like if your patient thinks that they are someplace else and they can kind of like, oh yeah, you know, they're very quick, very quick minded, quick on their feet, um, able to kind of like redirect or like be wherever 
like their patients are. They have to. Yeah. Be. I'm going to go Scorpio for that one. Mm. Scorpio, Scorpio walks with death, not literally, right? But we're talking about like taboo underworld things where they have to be mentally strong to deal with it, um, not be afraid, be able to be even strong with their patients if need be. Like if in those situations, I'm, you know, I'm not an expert, but if they feel, I don't know, attacked or they need to deal with something, I just feel like they know exactly um how to deal with it. They're they're shrewd. They have they're good judges of character, observant, analytical, and they're alchemists. So they're able to just I don't know, make lemonade from lemons and deal with what they have to deal with. God, you nailed me. These are that is that you're so good. That was amazing. You guys are you guys are honestly so fun to talk to because <laughs> it's totally you guys too. <laughs> all right, Valerie, thank you so so much for joining us today on the WOMED. We are so grateful for all your insight. Thank you for taking the time to answer all these questions for us as well. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had so much fun and I'm just so excited to be here. I appreciate you guys. Valerie, where can our audience find you if they are looking for more of your articles or if you're taking clients still? Yeah. So ValerieMessa.com or Instagram, ValerieMessa, or you can head over to StyleCaster.com. I write astrology over there. Um, I have my weekly horoscopes on Pop Sugar. But yeah, ValerieMessa, wherever you want to over <laughs> thank you so much this was like thank honestly you. probably my favorite episode that we've ever recorded this is really like fun. honestly <laughs> jack i'm obsessed with valerie how can you not be i want i want like a more in-depth reading Danny, I was just on her website, like literally just about to schedule myself another reading and maybe even get one for my twin sister too. <gasps> That'd be so cute because she was, she like totally called out that you had a twin and like she didn't did. know you. Yeah, she did. So I, yeah, my sister is a midwife and like loves these kinds of things. So hundred percent. Oh, maybe do it for your birthdays. Oh, great idea. Great idea. A twinsational reading. <laughs> twinsational. I can't with you. I'm such a dork. But Jack and I hope you love this episode so much. Please follow along with Valerie at Valerie Mesa on Instagram. That is V-A-L-E-R-I-E-M-E-S-A. You can book a reading with her on Instagram or her website is ValerieMesa.com. And make sure you follow along with Cheap Caribbean. Um, they're on Instagram at Cheap Caribbean. And join us in the ER and our club, guys. We're going to dodge Mercury as much as possible. And let's head to the beach, y'all. So on that note, WOMED out. <laughs> <laughs>